welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Eagle Auto Parts On The Go podcast. This is episode number five, and we have our dear friend, General Manager, Doug Williams on the line. Doug, how are you today, my friend? And I am doing fantastic. How are you doing, DJ? Excellent down here. Everything's good. Uh, the weather in the south is good. Up there, up in West Virginia, what do we have? Uh, good today. Sunny in the mid-40s and uh, no snow in the forecast, at least for the next two weeks. Talking about a warming trend, maybe up in the 60s. So we're, uh, oh. we're looking forward to spring. Oh, my. <laughs> well, that is good. Back in episode four, we had a listener ask us a little bit more. Could we tell a little bit more about the rebuilding portion of the business? So, Doug, could we share a little bit more about the rebuilder? What is a rebuilder? And where could some of the people contact you about a rebuilder? Uh, sure, DJ. Um, rebuilder is uh, it, it, we're a used car dealer. Uh, here also at Eagle, and uh, we started that in 1983 as well when when Lori and I uh, started this business. And by the way, I have her sitting in on this today, DJ, because she uh, she's going to be a part of this podcast. Because she was a she's actually a big part of the rebuilding process, and I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. But you want to say hi? She's here. Hi, Lori. Hi, DJ. <laughs> we heard about you when you were dating Doug, so now we know that you went from dating Doug. <laughs> to be at least being married to Doug, and you have a beautiful daughter also, so we should talk about that later too. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, um, rebuilders, that's cars we buy from the insurance company uh, that uh, they have deemed a, a total loss for one reason or another. Sometimes, you know, they're not sure about hidden damages in some of these cars, and uh, they have a percentage that if they get close to that percentage on repairs, uh depending on the book value, then they'll deem that car a total loss. Uh, and we'll buy it at auction. And, uh, you know, we'll buy these cars and uh, bring them back, and we'll take a look at them. And if it's uh, we tear it down, look into it, and think, okay, well, there is no more hidden damage. This is a car we can sell. Um, we'll, what we'll do, we'll rebuild that car. Now, really, we sell probably 25 to 50 cars a year. We're not a big dealer. Uh, and most of our clientele is uh, previous customers that have bought a car, who have really liked it. Uh, big savings on buying a, a car that's been rebuilt, you know, a, a total lost car. Uh, and then their family members will want one, and that'll spread. So most of our cars, actually, uh, we just have requests for, and people are looking. They'll say, hey, I'm looking for this type of vehicle. Can you find it? So it works out real well because we can usually – build that car quite a bit cheaper than what the insurance company could have done because we'll use some more used parts uh, that they might not use and then we'll you know also uh, uh, you know be able to sell that car at a much reduced rate because the car does come with a rebuilt title which is something that we here in West Virginia arbors recyclers got implemented years ago and that's to protect the people that are buying it uh, to let them know that the car has been rebuilt. Um, you know, and then we, of course we have pictures of the car before, uh, we rebuild it. We keep all that stuff on file. We're required to keep that for seven years. So, you know, so people for sure know how the car was wrecked and it was repaired. Uh, but they can usually save, uh, you know, if you have a $10,000 car, if it's booking at $10,000 and that's what it would be for on the lot, you know, we're probably going to sell that car at, at, at maybe $6,000. 
So what these people do, then they buy these cars, they'll sell it usually for about what they paid for it. And actually they're driving a car for a couple of years for, uh, you know, for really no money other than a little bit of maintenance and, and stuff on it as they go. So, you know, with that, uh, there's always some concerns about, uh, you know, buying a, a vehicle that's been wrecked. People get nervous. Um, a lot of people would even talk about, you know, the big thing is frame damage. Well, of course, you know, cars really haven't had frames since the, you know, in the 80s because everything went to unibody. So they really don't have frames anymore. Uh, but, but our, our, our experience has been real good with these cars. Now we don't, we don't rebuild flood cars or cars that have been burned up or, you know, you hear about these cars being cut in half and welded back together. You know, we don't do that kind of stuff. Our cars are usually lighter hit, you know, just the one corner of the car or a couple of doors or something. It's, it's not anything that's been destroyed. Right. And then, we have to go to the state of West Virginia regular inspection to get these cars back on the road. And then also DMV has added another layer where we have to also have that in-car inspected by the Department of Motor Vehicles. So there's really uh, two inspections the cars go through to ensure that they're safe to put back on the road for the customer. So it really works out, really works out well. And then, of course, this is where Lori comes into it. For all these years, we've been doing this since 83. We like to put, you know, a thousand miles or so on each car before we sell it to make sure there's no bugs, there's uh, nothing wrong with the car. And I came up with the idea the easiest way to do that was just put Lori in there as, as being our test pilot on these cars until she got enough miles on them we felt uh, better about selling them. <laughs> so Lori, who was the test driver for a thousand miles or so. Yeah, one question before we go to a break, Doug, let me ask you this. Do people ask if you do any financing for the vehicle or do they have to obtain the financing themselves before they come up? Yeah, we haven't really ever done any financing and we don't do a buy here, pay here that's like real popular in West Virginia, you know, because our cars are usually cheap enough. Right. Um, we try to think change for, you know, most people usually uh, just either finance it themselves or, you know, have, have capital to be able to buy it. Right. Right. And a lot of times that's what they do, or they go to a local credit union and borrow, you know, five or $6,000 and then bring a check. I got you. Right. Because that's the kind of cars, you know, we're selling. Usually our cars are, are under $10,000. Even still today, most of our cars are under $10,000 that we sell. So it's, it, you know, a lot of, especially this time of year, like with tax dollars coming back, that's a big time of year for us with, with used cars because, you know, people get three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 back with their taxes and they just want to, just want a car, you know, a spare car or whatever. Got a daughter going to college or something, and they'll just buy it. Boy, oh boy. This has been an excellent beginning of this one. Let's take a real quick break, and we'll come back and listen to Lori's section. <laughs> and then we'll introduce you to Lori, Doug's beautiful and gracious wife. One second. We'll be right back. Eagle Auto Part is located in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. The Eagle Team is becoming the most recognized name in the recycling industry, serving not only West Virginia, but also Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia. Eagle Auto Part inventory is computerized, racked, and ready for immediate pickup. Arch is our fast delivery service. With a very active presence on eBay, we have several distribution shipments daily. Eagle Auto Part processes all of our vehicles in the most professional manner which ensures the quality of all of our parts sold. 
What can we do for you? Visit us on the web at eagleautopart.com or call 800-261-6664. That's 800-261-6664. Or send us an email at sales at eagleautopart.com. Welcome, 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 all of our listeners. We're back. This is the... This has been a great episode five podcast. We have Doug Williams from Eagle Auto Parts on the line, and we're just about to be introduced to his beautiful wife, Lori. Uh, one of the questions I want to ask, how many years have you been married? Doug? I'll be 40 years this October, DJ. Fantastic. All right. Introduce Lori, or should I? Well, you introduce Lori. Well, this is uh, my lovely wife, Lori, who is, uh, we talked about in the first segment, been our test pilot. And I say test pilot because she drives pretty fast, I think. But uh, now I say I just got hit for that. But uh, no, she's a excellent driver. And uh, she's, she's pretty good with cars. She knows, you know, noises and squeaks and vibrations that maybe shouldn't be there. So she was an excellent person to, uh, to test these cars out for. So, uh, Lori, I'll uh, turn this over to you and DJ. Yeah. Uh, Lori, tell me out of your, how many years have you been doing test driving for the vehicles now altogether? Oh boy. Um, I would say I probably for close to 30 couple years, maybe something like that. All right. So it's over 30 years out of the 30 years. What have been some of the unusual things about testing a car where you brought it back and say, Hey Doug, this is the, you know, the, the rear view mirror or the side view mirror or, uh, or the brakes or something of that nature. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to say that the guys that are building these things, um, really do a pretty good job. So most of the time when I am test driving a car, I'm finding things like, the radio doesn't work or I can't get the window to go down um, or maybe the trunk won't pop open. Uh, those are the kind of things usually that I, I have run into. Um, I can't think of anything terribly unusual other than those types of things, or maybe even like the, the um, glove box won't come open or um, I, I, I think I did have one time I couldn't get out the door. Once I got in it, that, that was a little bit of a problem. I think I had to crawl across the seat and go out the other side. Right. Um, but to be fair, Doug wouldn't have put me in a car that he thought had some really major issues with. So, um, but through the years, I have driven a lot, a lot of cars. Um, uh, yeah. Like, a, like a Corvette or a Mercedes or? I've had, I've had a Corvette. I've driven a Corvette. Um, it was a light baby blue color oh my. and I drove a Mercedes. Um, I've driven, um, I think we had Jeep, we had a Bronco, we've had, um, truck, van, um, pretty much you name it. Could be a standard, could be an automatic, um, whatever happens to be there that they found they should fix is, uh, what I was driving. And, you know, some weeks. I might be driving a different car every day. So it, it was interesting. And I think probably it's, I mean, I don't even know how many cars that I've driven. Um, 
probably a couple hundred maybe yeah. through the years. Oh, yeah. I'm not really well, if, really if you look at around 50 cars a year and 30, that'd be 1,500 cars, just just yeah. doing those numbers. But like when you yeah. go to church, did you bring a different car to church? <laughs> Sometimes. It, some weeks depends on what they were working on. So it, it was quite interesting. We were just remembering that we think the first car that I drove that was a fixed a repaired car was a an eighty two Horizon. Now that's a really long time ago, and I I remember that he brought it home. I started driving it, and I don't remember how long I was driving it, but it <laughs> I hit some ice on the way home, and I wrecked it again. Oh my! So he got to repair that car twice. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't get hurt, so that was the most important thing, I guess. Nice. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's been fun. It's been interesting. Um, it gets to be a little challenging sometimes when you come out of the grocery store and you have to think, um, which car was I driving? But I've I've always been able to find the ones that I brought, so that's always been a good. The other thing that kind of has gotten me a couple of times is there was only five dealer tags that he had yeah. and um you know there would be a car that i'd be driving for a little bit and i'd go out and get in it and go to the store go to work or whatever and i'd get there and i'd realize that Doug had come and taken the tag off the car and didn't tell me so here i am at the store or at work and i have to wait until somebody brings me a tag because i didn't have anything to drive with so um but it, it worked out you know, it worked out fine. Like we said earlier, I never got stopped, so it you know it happened to work out okay. But it was just the, the challenges that came along with driving the cars that were for sale. Um, and he used to always say, um, you know, all of our cars were always for sale. And then sometimes he'd mention that I was for sale too. But <laughs> uh, was, make sure that you know that for sure. Uh, but. As a neighbor, you know, if one of your neighbors, uh, I, the only reason why I'm asking is my my brother at one time financed a car dealership and his wife had to drive a different vehicle while they were getting rid of the inventory. And so she had a Jaguar one day and she had a, a Cadillac another day. It was a hotline place that my brother had loaned money. So one of the neighbors went to my sister-in-law and said, how many cars does your family own? <laughs> and what I wanted to ask, did any of your neighbors ever ask you, how is it you always have a different car? Oh, just go ahead. Well, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't our neighbors, because you kind of, you know where we kind of live, DJ. Yes. There's a lot of cars around the same time. But Laura used to tell me all the time when she was at work, people would come up and ask her, like, you're driving a different car every single day. You know, the same question. You know, how many cars do you actually would explain to them that they're all dealer cars that were that were for sale? Yeah. And my sister-in-law, yeah, that happened to her, Doug. And so I wanted to ask if, if Lori ever had that at work. Work would be a real good guy. Mm-hmm. And then she would, she would find one that she really liked, and she would get attached to it. And then I would say, okay, well, you know, you can go ahead and, and drive that car now. We'll just we'll just 
consider that card of yours for a while, but sure enough, it would only be a month or two, and someone would come along and want that car, and I'd have to break the bad news that uh, that car was going to be gone. I was going to have to get her something else. <laughs> now, you have a wonderful daughter. Did your daughter ever have to drive one of these cars? Oh, she's definitely uh, done a lot of driving for us. Uh, and actually, she's driving a 2018 uh, Equinox right now. That was one we rebuilt, bought from us last year. So, yeah, that's all she's ever known all her life. Her first truck was a was an 07, I think, uh, Ford F-150 with a 5.4 Triton motor. And she just had to have a truck, her first truck. And that was, that was also one that was repaired. So, yeah, that's all she knows. Oh, brother. Well, I want to tell you something. Lori, I hope you'll come back to be on one more of the podcasts down the road because I would love to ask you what it's like being married to an auto recycler in the 2020s, you know, 2021. Uh, next week, we're going to skip one week and then we'll be back with episode number six. And we're going to try at that time to speak with the ASC certified, master certified mechanic, Mike, who heads up their service department. Doug, that would be a great interview with Mike. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, especially this time of year with uh, people trying to get the car ready for vacations and these summer trips. Uh, that, I think that would be a, a real educational uh, podcast for, the, for our listeners. Yeah, and one other thing, Lori, down the road, we wanted to ask more about I know you and Doug have a place where you guys develop honey and you and actually make honey. And that would be an episode that listeners would love to hear coming from Lori, how involved you guys are in doing the honey on the side. Sure. I'd be happy to join you. That'd be excellent. All right, listeners, thank you so very much. On behalf of Eagle Auto Park on the go podcast, we hope that you tune in and listen, share and like everywhere you get your podcast. Thank you very much, Lori, and thanks, Doug, very much for this episode. Great one. Have a good day. You too.